Previously in the Valley of Green Gold, while Bunny DePayne is off handling some things on his own, the rest of the Whoop Whoop troop have found Farmer Kyle. They abducted him for a short time and then accepted his invite to dinner at his ranch. On the way there, they were attacked by a werewolf, otherwise known as Celine Whiteheath, a land called Tan's right-hand enforcer. After defeating her soundly in battle, she admitted to killing Trickles and letting his rot grubs loose. Why did she do it? She did it because she loves a land called Tan, and she works for him, and she wanted to protect and strengthen his financial position. But then, Clubhead had a question. Do you remember, um, Celine, when I first got here and there was a barrel full of, uh, food with a bunch of, uh, my spores grown in it? Yes. I do, I remember burning that. You were the one who burned it? Yes, I poured kerosene into it and lit it a fire. Met a torch. So the moment she says, like, I burned it with, I poured the kerosene and I burned it all. <laughs> and I see the sort of look in her eye of no regrets whatsoever. Clubhead just swiftly brings the staff down onto her skull. Whack! And she falls over dead. Well, that solves that problem. You happen to look down at the rest of her body. And it's not until you get to her feet that you see she is missing a toe. Oh, oh shit. Uh oh. Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers, and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 36. No wonder she wasn't willing to make a deal with us. She knows she'll be back. Do you think she would be smart enough to make an arrangement that if she just disappears, she'd be resurrected? Well, it might buy us some time. Eventually, they'll figure out she's dead, but we might have some time to go talk to Madam Schmoopy. That's true. And, uh, you know, convince her not to resurrect her. It wouldn't help if we burned her, would it? I don't think so. It seems like the toe is the piece of the body that she needs, and she doesn't need anything else. Hmm. All right. Wendell picks up her body and throws it into the 20-foot hole and covers it up. <laughs> <laughs> I say to Clubhead, are you all right, friend? Like, you, you, you kind of pulled a me there and lost control of yourself. Um, no, I, I didn't lose control of myself. I'm totally fine. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you, you seem to be kind of in a rage. Uh, are you okay? Oh, no, that wasn't rage. That was simply the correct response to somebody who has murdered your family. I agree. All right, I was just checking. Clubhead's going to have one of those decompression showers when he gets home. <laughs> He's going to have to go to the spa. Or... <laughs> uh, so what do you do? Uh, Kyle is still expecting you at the farm. Probably. I don't know. I mean, if you don't show up, he'll probably think you're dead. Uh, let's, let's go have dinner. Yes. Wendell, you can't find your goat anywhere. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, hopefully she'll return home. Hopefully she knows the way. Can I ride with one of you? Yeah, sure. Sure. I'll ride with Clubhead. As you approach Kyle's farm, the land lays out before you like a lush green blanket as far as you can see. There's miles and miles of grazing lands and grain fields and orchards, all seemingly laden with bounty. And right there in the middle of it all is Kyle's ranch, an enormous farmhouse, picturesque, 
with the big wraparound porch and meticulously groomed flower gardens, big oak trees, and sheep grazing about the property. There are a half a dozen smaller buildings behind the farmhouse. They all kind of look like the farmhouse, but they're cottages for the people who work on the ranch. And then the largest building on the property is a well-constructed timber-framed barn that has a big sliding door on one end, so you could easily get in a team of oxen and a wagon to load and unload in that building. As you look further to the east, another day and a half to two days journey ahead by horse, you see the base of the Silver Mountains marking the eastern boundary of Crow Island. You can't see the snowy peaks because they are obscured by clouds, but everybody give me a perception check. 16. 18. 19. You hear the dinging of a bell, like a big hand bell, like you'd use to call people in from the fields. And as you hear this, you see a figure around the corner of the farmhouse and he's throwing some pieces of meat or something into the yard, and there are a couple of uh, farm dogs there that are devouring up whatever he's throwing. And it's definitely not Kyle? It's not Kyle. It's somebody else. Looks older than Kyle by quite a few years. He sees you, and he waves the hand that's not holding the bell and waves at you, motions for you to come to him. I'll wave back and approach. Same. Hello, guests, he says. Hello. My name's Lem Hooster. I'm Kyle's butler. Dinner's gonna be served here in a moment. Oh, all right. Why don't you park your mounts over here and tie them up uh, next to the porch? Thank you, Lem. How is uh, Kyle? He's pretty badly shook up, but uh, he's not hurt, so... That's good. Uh, he said uh, a wolf attacked you. Did Kyle see any of the transformations happen? Yeah, I don't think he did. So we better not mention it. Okay. A wild wolf. It was crazy. We we fought it off and, and killed it. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> he smiles at you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, good thing it didn't hurt you. <laughs> and then uh, he walks into the house. He says, come on in when you're ready. Hey, well, what's on the menu? Oh, you know, farm food. Uh, meat and taters, gravy, pie for dessert. Ooh. Sweet Judy, she takes good care of us around here. Uh, we'll, we'll be in in a second. I I, uh, I just need to have a quick word with my friends. All right. Take your time. And as soon as he is out of earshot, I say, Wendell, uh, I mean, you've already said it, but it maybe wasn't so smart to say that we killed it because maybe Kyle saw that it wasn't a normal wolf. But let's kind of go easy on, on the killing part. Yeah. Yeah, we can tell the whole story about how we um, didn't quite kill it. Yeah. Should we just say that we neutered it like the, all the other dogs? Yeah, you forced that liquid down its throat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that doesn't seem very realistic, but okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let you do the talking. All right. The less we uh, give out details about what really happened, the better. Don't you agree? Yep. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's go have some good food. So you walk into this entryway, and the interior of this farmhouse is fancy. It's bigger uh, than you would have maybe expected. It's not a TARDIS, but the uh, <laughs> entryway opens up to a big staircase that leads upstairs. There's a single door to your right and a single door to your left. And then as you continue on, there's a set of double doors at the back of the entryway that are open, and you can see it leads to a large dining room. The aromas of a feast hang in the air. Spices and meat and fresh bread. Mm. Uh, you catch the aroma of 
some sort of pie, maybe a dessert of some kind. And there's old Lem Hooster standing in that double door entryway. Oh, come on in, come on in, ha- have a seat. Uh, the rest of the folks are, have already come in. And you see at the head of the table is Kyle. And there are eight uh, other people who appear to be farm hands or hired help. And there are four spots remaining at the other end of the table. Do any of them resemble Kyle physically, like they might be family? Give me a perception check, everybody. 13. I am rolling fire today, dude. I got a 25 on this perception check. You are. I only got 10. Silbeth, it's been a while since you've had a really big feast, and the smell of the food and everything is really distracting. Like, you you see all of this food on the table, and that's where your attention is drawn. Wendell, kind of the same thing for you. Clubhead, you do not think that any of these people are related to Kyle, and they're all a little bit dirty, like they've been working out in the dirt, in the fields, and whatever all day. You also notice that they're all armed. Mm -hmm. In my experience eating with humans, generally, they don't take weapons to the table. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Okay. Can I I do a very minor retcon? Oh, sure. I'd like to say that as we're approaching all the buildings and stuff, I'd like to use my stranger intuition as we approach. Uh, Stranger intuition will give you a kind of a sense for the, the, the purpose and the ideology of the people. So this is a working farm. There's farm animals everywhere. These buildings have probably been here for 20, 30, 40 or more years. And these people all basically live here. Any indication of like how they might view outsiders? Based on how they're all sitting around the table and the way that they look at you when you come in, yeah, they're they're gonna be slightly suspicious of you and they're gonna wanna try to figure out what you're all about. Okay. If it seems like I could whisper to Wendell and Silbeth the fact that I noticed them being armed without them noticing, I think I would like to try that. Sure. Here goes my stealth. Okay, I rolled a 21. Do you have like, you have a code word that you've worked out? The, The knives at this table are particularly long. <laughs> uh, I give a slight, slight nod. <laughs> Kyle stands up. Please, guests, uh, have a seat. Have a seat. Thank you. Well, immediately, as you guys take your seats, the the other people at the table start eating. They were waiting for you. They were mm-hmm. patiently waiting for the guests to arrive before they could eat. Oh. And uh, they, they're all digging in. Their table manners are... Like, they're trying, but it's not working very well. <laughs> How are you doing, Kyle? Uh, thanks for asking. I'm I'm fine. I'll be fine. Uh, that that wolf, that wolf narrowly missed biting my face off. Yeah, that's that was that was very crazy. Like, uh, yeah, do you encounter wolves around here a lot? Not a lot. No, usually, uh, you know, there's there's hunters that are hired by some of the farms to take down wolves because there's a lot of sheep farmers around here. Yeah, like I haven't encountered a lot of wolves. Are are they all that tough? It was tough. Did you have trouble killing it? We fought it real hard, and it put up a lot of resistance. And we think we killed it, but but it limped off, so we're not positive. Oh, wow. He looks over at Lem Hooster, and Lem shrugs his shoulders. Didn't Wendell say that you killed it? Yeah. 
I once killed a dragon single-handedly. Do you guys want to hear the story while we're eating? <laughs> what, when it was amazing. Oh, man, it was so cool. And now I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wendell tends to embellish a little bit. I, oh. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still going to die. It was pretty... You know, a lot of wounds on it, so uh, okay. my guess is it'll bleed out. Oh, yeah. Certainly we effectively killed it. I imagine everyone sitting around the table is, like, sitting on chairs that are built for them, and then there's Wendell, and all you see is, like, the top half of his head and his giant top hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just sort of wiggling as he talks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's It truly is unfortunate for that wolf that it wasn't, you know... Like a person who is capable of dressing its wounds, <laughs> in which case it would have possibly been able to survive the grievous injuries we inflicted upon it. Right, but yeah, there's no chance of that, because that's crazy thought. Yeah. Some of the people around the table turn and look at you. You've, you've got their attention <laughs> by this unusual description. <laughs> Interesting, Kyle says. Anyway, you should all just relax and have your good food. Don't... You know, that threat is eliminated in my book. Give me a persuasion check, Silbeth. Natural 20. Okay. 24. Nice. They seem to have accepted that the matter is settled, and uh, Kyle raises a wine glass, and he says, uh, Please, uh, a toast to our guests. And he takes a big sip of his wine, and uh, you guys have wine glasses that were already filled in front of your plates. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll raise up the glass. Yeah. Definitely raise the glass. Uh, Kyle drinks big swigs of wine. You guys drink yours, yes? Yep. Yeah, and I say, uh, may Nyoko Manene uh, look down upon us with uh, benevolent golden eyes. (laughs) Everybody at the table just sort of hears you say this, and they're like, oh, crazy person, whatever. (laughs) Because they don't understand what you're saying. Right. But one of the women at the table turns and looks at you with suspicion or fear and then immediately looks back down at her plate. And you pick up on that. All right. I'll just uh, file that away and um, maybe do something after we eat. I say, some of you look confused. Like, that's a god that my people worship. I don't really follow uh, the religion anymore, but I just thought it might be a nice blessing. Okay. You continue eating. The food is fantastic. They have plenty of food that is suitable for all of you. They're passing these bottles of wine around the table. Do you guys each have a second glass? Yes. Wendell will have a couple more sips just to be polite. Well, I have a bad history with uh, alcohol. I'm going to ask if this uh, particular alcohol uses any fungus in its uh, creation. One of the burly guys at the end of the table says, I make it myself. It's fermented with yeast. Oh, gross. Ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> I, I, t- I just had the first one out of politeness, but uh, not really into drinking yeast. He says, oh, good. More for me. <laughs> and he pours a big, tall glass. It's nice having an excuse not to drink wine given to me by strangers. They whip out a bottle of Malort. <laughs> <laughs> so they pass the bottles of wine around the table. Clubhead politely declines. Wendell just has another little sip out of politeness. Uh, Silbeth, do you have some more as well? I do. Okay. Everybody give me a constitution saving throw. Eight. (laughs) Six. (laughs) Twelve. Okay. Clubhead, you can sort of feel something happening inside of you, but it doesn't cause you any distress or anything like that. Wendell, you start getting very dizzy. You are able to keep yourself from vomiting or falling out of your chair. Uh, Silbeth, I would say that you also 
feel, I wouldn't say drunk necessarily, but your vision blurs just a little bit, and then it kind of fades away and goes away. Uh, I, I would say that causes me a moment of anxiety. Sure. Like, what's happening? So that anxiety would be your second level of mental anguish. Right. Give me a roll. 12. Unless you want to go, like, just let it happen. Not this time, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> about this time, the uh, doors to the kitchen swing open, and you see a minotaur. Huh. A minotaur <laughs> in an apron. <laughs> and uh, she has long braids, and she's carrying a giant platter with five pies wow. on it. Kyle says, oh, sweet Jude, you made my favorite pies. And you can tell that other people around the table are definitely a little tipsy. Sweet Jude comes over, <laughs> and she sets the tray of pies down on the table. Nice. And they start serving up the pies. Uh, do you all have a slice of pie? Yeah, um, I'm kind of like just a little suspicious. I want to see if uh, there's any sort of indication that like, Maybe one of the pies is intended for us, and they're, like, intentionally not serving any of that pie to anybody else. You know, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, give me an insight check. All right, insight check here. Ooh, that's not good. I got an eight. The pies are on this platter. The people that are closest to the pies in front of them take the slices from those pies. So the two pies that are sort of down at the end of your table are untouched. Okay. Did that physical reaction I had to the wine, something that hasn't happened to me before when I drank wine? It was different than it usually is. Okay. But whether that's the type of wine it is or the fermentation or whatever, it's hard to say. And everybody at the table drank from the same bottle as us? Yes. Okay. Clubhead rolled high enough on his save, and he's such a noob when it comes to drinking alcohol that I don't think he would really think anything of it. Yeah. And with an insight roll like that, I'm pretty sure he's convinced okay. that nothing fishy is going on. So he's going to have some pie. Okay. You cut a big old slab of pie, some kind of berry pie, and uh, you eat it, and it's delicious. Ooh, yummy! Wendell, Silbeth, you guys have pie? Yeah. Coming coming back around to Silbeth being a pie beth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Y you eat the pie and it's delicious. It's wonderful. Oh, uh, my compliments to the chef. Uh, Sweet Jude was a name? Yeah, Sweet Jude Gunnis. She's she's been with me for a long time. Uh, she's she takes care of things in the kitchen, cooks for us, makes sure all the farm hands here have plenty to eat. Wow. Wherever did you find her? Oh, well, that's a secret. I can't tell you where where I found Sweet Jude. Oh. But uh, I do have, speaking of secrets, I have something out in the barn I want to show you guys. Come on out. And he gets up from his chair, and the rest of the farmhands all get up from their chairs. All right. I'll get up, too. I will, too. Wendell will follow everybody. I'm just going to casually make note of 20. where that woman who had a weird reaction to my toast goes. Okay. As you keep an eye on her, you notice that she fades way back in the back of the room as if she's trying to keep her distance from you. Okay. Uh -huh. Not a far walk from the house, Kyle leads you and the rest of the farmhands to the barn. You notice that some of the farmhands are actually carrying their drinks with them, uh, and Kyle seems to be jovial and excited to show you whatever he has in the barn. When you get to the barn, there's a large door that slides open. It's big enough that you could get a couple of oxen and a wagon in and out with ease. And as you enter the barn, of course, it's dark. So Kyle lights a couple of lanterns and some of the farmhands light torches and enter the arena. 
which is a large oval filled with sand and there's a four-foot-high wooden wall or fence around it and that's where you would train horses. Everybody give me a perception check. Okay, this is where all my rolls fall apart. I got a nine. <laughs> a 13. 22. Okay. Clubhead, this is a barn. Wow. Uh, Silbeth, you notice how the farmhands, the uh, eight farmhands who have entered this barn, have sort of spread out, and most of them, except for one or two, have stayed on the outside of this walled-in arena. Okay. (laughs) Wendell, looking at the dirt and the ground, because you may need to burrow into it, you look at it, oh, there's sand. It's like they brought sand in and laid it all out, and as you look further into this arena, you see a large square near the middle of the arena. It looks like it's a wooden platform. Uh, There's sand covering it, but it's got some chains that lead off of it. And Kyle says, come on in, come on in, come on in. Whoa, what a great barn. I've never been in one before. Yeah, it's really great. This is where we train our horses and we sometimes we'll slaughter cows in here if it's like really rainy out or whatever. What is that platform over there used for? Ah, I am glad you asked. We're we're about to show you what that's all about. Are you guys, uh, are you squeamish at all? Uh, I wouldn't say so. No. He nods to the two big farm hands and they walk over and grab the chains. As they pull the chains and slide this wooden platform, you hear a dull moan come from deep within the hole. And you look down into the hole and you see a tortle. It's Skull, (gasps) the Beerbarian. What the hell? But there's something not right about him. Everybody give me an Arcana check. Three. Clubhead, what a barn! (laughs) Amazing barn. (laughs) Fourteen. 21. Silbeth and Wendell, you both realize he's undead. That is a zombie. What? Oh my god. Maybe it's just a really bad hangover. (laughs) Kyle looks at you. His eyes are really wide. That's really something, isn't it? I know. This barn is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's huge. It's probably more barn than we need. I say, Clubhead, look in the hole. (laughs) Why is Skull a zombie, Kyle? I don't know. But that's Skull, right? It sure looks like him. Do we have any doubt that it's Skull? No, I mean, you've spent some time with Skull. You know what Skull looks like. He's not wearing Skull's big floppy hat. Yeah. But it's Skull. I say, Skull, is your brain in there? The uh, undead turtle looks up at you. (laughs) Where did you find him? I found him wandering around out in the field. He had eaten one of the cows. Right now my brain is screaming Maddox. I say to the boys, uh, uh, you remember we we learned that a certain person was a necromancer, right? Yes. This is necromancy. Well, probably. If you guys want us to find out what happened to Old Skull here, I think actually we're on our way to do that. We think Maddox is still alive oh, and yeah. that this has something to do with him. The farmhands look at Kyle and they all look around. They seem to know who Maddox is when you say the name. Uh, I thought I thought Maddox was dead. Well, it's just a theory, but they say his tower continues to be built. So that either means he's still in charge or... Someone else has taken up the mantle. Yeah, and, and as you can clearly see, just because you're dead 
Doesn't mean you can't do things. And I point at Skull. Wait a minute, how is Skull here uh, a zombie? And then also still in town? Cause I've had this one for three weeks. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> this is interesting. There's two Skulls? I wonder if he's discovered the secret to eternal life. Wendell tries to get closer to Skull. <laughs> okay. You creep close to the edge of this hole. And you notice that there's no chains or anything holding Skull down in the pit. How sure is your footing? Uh-oh. Let's have a dexterity saving throw as the sand starts to crumble under your toes. <laughs> or... Uh-oh. <laughs> Normally sure-footed, the wombat folk creeps close to the edge of the hole, and the sand gives way, and Wendell, you tumble down into the hole. Wow! Right at the feet of the undead skull. Oh, no! <laughs> and that is where we will end this episode... Wendell! ...of the Valley of Green Gold. <laughs> that was great. Wow, things got very yeah. interesting. Awesome. Whew. Okay. Yeah, because wh when was the last time we saw him? Like, within the last five days. Remember, because you guys, you guys yeah. went and like talked to him before you did the heist. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. So oh. Skull is he the guy who does the Schwarzenegger voice? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Weird. And he, so he's the one who's died a lot. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and all these zombies we keep encountering are oh. all zombies of people who have been resurrected. That's where the zombies are coming from. This is, yeah, this is my hunch, is that he has died and been resurrected, but his body that he left, just like Celine Whitehead's body that we just buried, has been reanimated. That's interesting. Well, her zombie's not going anywhere. <laughs> and he's grown a new body due to the resurrection magic. How, how uh, worn out did this, this zombie look? Uh, on a scale of like 10 being fresh and one being a skeleton, uh, somewhere in the middle, six, seven. So probably maybe. not as original. No, probably not as original. Maybe. Wow. I didn't even think about that aspect of this resurrection scheme. Yeah. That's, uh, this is really, this, this is a good time to like, because we just killed Celine and we just realized like, oh, even if we like bury her body, she might still come back because she's got that toe. And then to find out, like, to see this, like, it just... That's true. And I, like, I don't even know, like, if you get uh, raised from the dead uh, as an undead, do you still have lycanthropy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, everything that's happening, all the NPCs are just doing their, their own thing. They're all continuing on whatever their lives are all about. Yeah. So. And you had no idea whether we were going to make that deal with Celine or not, you know, or whether we were going to kill her. No, I literally just went, what would Celine do right now? What is the thing she... Yeah, self-preservation. Yeah. That's. Or did they just want us to, you know, did this guy, the reason he invited us to dinner in the first place was because he actually just wanted to, like, get somebody out there to look at the zombie discovery. Well, and I also, I also really enjoyed the tension. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it, you, you know, you really made it seem like maybe Kyle and his associates are, like, yeah. yeah. Well, not that, like they're they're trying to get us, you know, or poison us or attack us or 
Yeah. In all honesty, I mean, are they on the up and up still? You're, you know, there's no, there's no way to know for sure. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. And that is episode 36 of the Valley of Green Gold. Many thanks to our Patreon supporters for making Rated RPG happen. Nopi, Plastojo, Manflesh, and Dr. Space Marine, thank you. Huge thanks to our gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members, Anna, Scott McGrath, and Mongoose. We are so grateful for the Dukes, Turtle, and Crow, and for Lord Deputy Chris Fail for supporting Rated RPG in such a big way. We couldn't do it without you, and uh, we'll have some more random rolls on the table of potentially decent random stuff uh, very soon. Thank you to our Merchant Harbor Gazette tier supporters, Ratty, Brian Smallberries, Weary Traveler, Super Justin 64, Spidey Mouse, and GBS Trek. We just recorded uh, our latest session, and there are some amazing headlines in the uh, Merchant Harbor Gazette about you guys. I always hate to end on this note, but uh, we've added two more of our friends back into the bucket of friends because of their behavior. I don't know what you people are doing. You know the Crow Island is dangerous. Every week you guys screw around and find out. Today I just learned that uh, Ray the Lazy Elf and Great White Spark, they went out looking for the ogre with the who that got hit in the in the testicles. They went out looking because they wanted to see it for themselves. And they found that ogre. That ogre's still out there. And they knew that. And yeah. So the little pieces of Great White Spark and Ray the Lazy Elf that we were able to find, we put them back into the bucket of friends. And we'll get them resurrected real soon. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.